Welcome to the Relate Podcast, where we get curious about the way we relate to ourselves, God, and others. I'm Casey Sunstead, and I'm the host of the Relate Podcast. And right now, I'm doing something brand new. I'm recording from my home instead of being in the studio where we usually gather together to record. And you most likely know why I'm doing this. Like you, I'm home because of the current stay-at-home orders because of COVID-19. I have never experienced anything like this before, and I'm realizing that this current reality is changing and impacting so much of how we relate to each other. Instead of going ahead with our normal plans for the podcast, we decided to use this time to create a whole season of the podcast where we take a look at how we are relating to ourselves, God, and others during this strange, new, unexpected coronavirus crisis. And I know there's so much out there right now about our current reality. It's on the news, it's on my social media feeds, and as I connect with friends around the country and we're sharing our experiences of it, it's pretty much all we talk about. And it's not our desire here on the Relate Podcast to add to the volume of all of this, but rather to share our experiences of it and to help us all feel a little less alone and hopefully find some ways to pay attention to our relational and emotional health in this season. So if you guys are up for it, I think we could have a really helpful and even potentially a fun conversation about this season. So I've asked Eric Connor to join us for this episode, as well as Benny Square. Hi, guys. Hey, Casey. Hey, Casey. Hey, Eric. Hey, Benny. Hey, Eric. So fun to have you guys here. Listeners out there will remember Eric and Benny from season four of the podcast. So we're so glad that you guys are back for this special season. And we also have Katie Franzen with us. Hi, Katie. Hey, Casey. Good to be back. Katie is joining us again for this season, but if you've listened to season two of the Relate podcast, you'll remember Katie. So Katie, I'm so glad you're with us again. Me too. It's good to be back. Okay. So you guys, so much changed so quickly, and I want to hear about your experience of it lately. Eric, let's start with you. As a therapist, I'm sure your work and your life have changed so much. Tell us about how this is impacting your practice. Yeah, boy, things have changed so much. And, you know, we're actually a business that's pretty busy. You know, businesses are being impacted by the whole virus in so many different ways. But we've been fairly busy. But the big change is that we're doing probably 90% just telehealth, meaning that we're doing videos and phone sessions with clients, just trying to do that. And it's actually been a huge blessing. Insurance has been much better. And I'm saying it's just for all the listeners too, but insurance is covering this now when it didn't before. And it's just become a really great, viable option. So we're doing um, a lot of telehealth in the practice. And I think the thing for me as a therapist is I'm just amazed at the range of reactions and the range Mm -hmm. of emotions and feelings that people have. Some people are like, this has just been the downtime I needed. And then others are being really uh, triggered and really in a tough place about this. And that depends on kind of your experience around this and experience with loneliness or feeling isolated and all that. So it's been an interesting thing to observe. It really does impact people in all kinds of ways. Yeah, I've been amazed just for myself, even how many emotions I'll go through in one day. Mm -hmm. And so even as you're talking to people, you're getting them in like a snapshot of their day, potentially, but maybe five hours later, they might be experiencing something totally different. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you ha- I mean, people they're being impacted obviously by by work, but kids are at home, so you have these people. Yeah. So you have, you have parents that are kind of being teachers now, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and we all have histories. And this is these are not easy circumstances. And if you're somebody that maybe grew up and with financial struggle, and now all of a sudden you could be out of work for a couple of months, I mean, there's a, all kinds of historical stuff coming up for people. Yeah. And and also too, this is on we haven't gone through this before, so you know, we'll probably talk later in the podcast. But we're looking to others to see how others are doing, and sometimes that's not helpful because now we're comparing people to others, ourselves to others, and then that could almost make us feel more frustrated or more like we're not handling this well for whatever that's supposed to mean for us. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no playbook for this. It's, it's really kind of, I feel like no one's doing it well because no one knows what they're doing, which is nice that we're all in it together, but weird at the same time that there's not someone, a leader or someone who's gone before that we can look to because it's just so new to everyone. Yeah. My kids keep asking me questions, thinking that I have a better idea of what's coming next than they do. And I'm like, guys, I, I've never been through anything like this before either. I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know when we'll know people who have this virus. I don't know. I don't know what's coming. It's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about, okay, you're staying home. Who's home with you these days? What does that look like? Yeah, so I live with my husband, and then we also have a roommate. So there's three of us home, and both of them are extroverts, and I'm an introvert. So that's been a little bit interesting just <laughs> seeing how that plays out. Um, but thankfully, they're people that I enjoy spending time with. So that's been really nice. We played some games and Um, But it is interesting when we're all working and we're each like kind of on a different in a different room. So we're together, but it feels like we're really not together for most of the workday. So yeah, just trying to figure that out, I think, um, has been really interesting. And and we all have very different sleep schedules, which I feel like during like a normal work week they kind of align a little bit more, but since everything's kind of out of whack, it's more like the weekend. And so I'm the first one awake, but then they stay up later. And so I feel like it's interesting how little we see each other, even though we're together 24 seven. That's yeah. interesting. Surprising. Mm-hmm, for sure. But overall, I'd say it's been pretty good. Yeah, especially a lot of my friends have young kids, like infants and toddlers. And so, (laughs) yeah, it's just a whole different reality for them of like taking care of small children in some ways. To just have three adults in the house has been pretty easy. Yeah, Matt said the other day, aren't you so glad our kids are older during this season and we don't have little ones? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure that my memory doesn't serve me well, but I feel like when I had, cause he was talking about like somebody who just had a baby and had like a three-year-old. And I said, I feel like that's kind of what I did when I had kids that age. I just stayed at home. <laughs> my way to survive it anyway. So maybe it's not too different, but, but there's challenges to all, all this, these new stay at home situations. Benny, tell us about you. What is this? What is this season like for you? It's different. Uh, just being at home all the time, uh, used to getting up and, and going somewhere and not being able to do that. It's different. Uh, but I think I'm on, I'm, 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 I'm the, the select few of folks who 
uh, have appreciated this time. I think for me, especially from a work perspective, uh, there's been space. There's been space to be creative. There's been uh, space to slow down. There's been space to catch up on some communication and follow up and, and even being intentional about relationship and connection. Uh, yeah. So while I'm at home doing work, which is new and different and weird, I'm also able to uh, sort of catch up and have some space to slow down. So uh, it's been really, it's been really good for me, though I wish different circumstances of why we're all uh, having to shelter at home or shelter in place, but um, uh, it's been really sweet. Yeah, I, I don't hear you saying you're glad this is happening, but you're looking at like the upside of it. Yeah, and I think I think that's my personality. I think mm, yeah. uh, I can always see the the glimmer of, of hope. I can always see the light at the end of the tunnel. I actually think that's what uh, helps me in in my job as a pastor is being able to provide a level of hope, a level of hope is not lost. God is still with us. You know, just being able to bring a level of encouragement. And I think that's actually served me really well. Uh, in my role as a pastor. so Absolutely. I can see that. Benny, what's one thing as you are so focused, not focused, but like aware and um, kind of living in that positivity and the upside of this, what's one aspect of it that's been challenging for you? Yeah. So you know, personally, my wife has an autoimmune disease. Uh, and so the reality that her immune system struggles to fight even the common cold uh, has made me very aware uh, of the reality that we're living in, the reality that there isn't a cure for uh, what is this, what is this pandemic, pandemic. And uh, so even when I go out being aware of germs that I don't bring them home, if I go out for a walk or, so there's a, yeah. there's a reality there that, man, this is hard. And so mm -hmm. for me, I know there, there are other folks who uh, have older loved ones, grandparents yep. and parents yep. who, you know, are concerned. There are some folks that can't even see their parents because they're in assistant living homes. So I am really aware of that, not from an elderly perspective, but just from my own wife, that she would struggle to fight uh, this disease. Absolutely. And so, Benny, it really does hit home for you. And um, just like all of us, like fear of the, our loved ones getting this and what could happen. And so I think even knowing that about you and your circumstances makes what you were saying before even more beautiful that you still do focus on the upside of it and the, and the hope that, um, that you have knowing that God is with you. So thanks for giving us that whole picture. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me. I think what we always talk about, even within our team and, you know, Katie and Casey and I get to be on the same team is this both and the reality that this is really hard and, yeah. and we don't want to look past that. But the and side of it is there's still hope that we still serve a good father who loves us. And so I feel like that's, that's where I'm trying to live in that both and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for me, I've shared um, on the podcast before, I have two kids that are in middle school. And I, um, so we're sheltering in place together with my husband, Matt. I too have, I feel really thankful for the chance to be together so much. In this last, probably in the last year, I've felt our family schedule get more packed as 
my son gets ready for high school sports and my daughter's trying new things in middle school, our calendar was just busier than I was used to. And so for all of that to stop all at the same time was really jarring to us. But um, for me, it's been really beautiful to have so much family time. Now, I'm not trying to paint a picture like it's been lovely. We totally have sibling moments every single day. Um, and <laughs> bedtimes, I think um, Katie was talking about bedtimes in her household. Like, I'm trying to, to help my 14-year-old son understand why he needs to go to bed before 1 a.m., you know? <laughs> There's some good reasons. We can talk good about luck. it every single night if we need to, you know? But, um, but it, the upside has been, like, we, we've had a lot of, time together and it's kind of beautiful and I'm cooking a ton which I really enjoy and um, we started a, a tradition that we're gonna go through our game cabinet like our board game cabinet and play a board game every day and the idea was to weed out ones that are down there that we don't like and we'll never play but so far we've liked every single one I think tonight was the 16th night we've played in a row so I'm not making any promises, but so far it's been kind of a fun tradition to go through. So, so yeah, but again, with you, Benny, like I needed groceries today and it's just something we took for granted to just be able to go to the store and feel safe, you know, and, and now it's a different reality and, and our e-learning starts up next week. Um, we were on spring break and now the kids are going to have like, I don't even know what video conferencing or something. So we're all going to have to learn a new thing. So. Casey, are you excited about being a teacher? <laughs> See, I don't think that's what I said, is it? <laughs> I said they'll pop on and talk to their actual teachers. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, gosh. I, that is one reason why I'm glad my kids are older. They can, like, interact with the lessons. That, I'm so grateful for the teachers, you guys, the way that they are innovating and finding new ways forward. I feel that way, too, about pastors in this season. I'm just it's um, there's something really energizing about watching people find ways to um, still help and still reach the people that they're passionate about reaching. It's been really cool. Yeah. And I would say it's the same thing about parents, as you're mentioning, it's almost innovative ways of, of being a parent, innovative ways of having family time. Like yeah. I think parents are even being innovative of how do you connect? How do you have uh, intimate moments with your kids and have fun times with your kids as well during this season. So shout out to parents as well. Yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so true. Eric, you're a parent. Have you been, what's your experience been like with the boys? Well, we, we definitely, definitely have not done 16 nights in a row of board games. <laughs> <laughs> well, your kids are different ages than mine. I'm like, if I do it for one hour, I, I like want a medal. Um, don't you didn't you start this conversation by saying don't compare not you yeah i'm like don't yeah. post it on social media because i'll get really upset at you um <laughs> yeah no i i i'm i i resonate with what benny is saying i it is really nice to not always have something that we're like getting ready for whether it's yeah. like kids sports or even just like me this i gotta get to the gym a certain amount of times each week right I need to do this. I mean, it's there's something so liberating and freeing that we all are just going to be home together and no rush. Mm -hmm. So, so I agree. This is I, I've actually really liked this past couple of weeks as well. I mean, just from a kind of a self care standpoint, and we've had a lot of fun as a family. Not doing it perfectly, but we're doing mm -hmm. our best. And, Absolutely. Um, 
Now, whether we'll feel like this in another three weeks, you know, we'll see yeah. or however this plays out. But for the, for, you know, there's, there's something here about, about society, I think. You know, we're all going for walks outside. We're seeing neighbors. There's like an appreciation that we're just all here and can go outside and go for walks. And all the things we typically do around, you know, work or hierarchy or things like that just doesn't seem to matter as much right mm. now we're just yeah. all kind of human beings in this together and there's something that's that's um quite connecting about that in a weird kind of way yeah it's interesting you, you talk about that too we we as a nation and then as a world are really experiencing um a shared experience right and there's something that's one of the reasons why i really like the olympics because it feels like the whole world does something all at once yeah. and so there's a piece of this that feels uniting in that way but I'd love, Eric, to hear your take on that about the trauma that we're experiencing all together. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're experiencing as a nation and a world as far as like collective trauma? Well, I, I guess that kind of remains to be seen a bit. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, here's, I, I think here, some of the things that I'm kind of thinking about that I want to share with whoever's listening is... Mm is first of all, there's a huge, just whatever you're, for those that are honestly trying to give it their all, your best right now really is good enough. Um, because we haven't been through this, it's so easy to think we're doing it wrong. It's so easy to see what it feels like we're doing wrong and we're not appreciating that we're all really trying hard to do well here. Yeah. So, you know, so there's some people that are maybe just prone to feeling like, I'm not doing this right. And we just got to have a lot of grace for ourselves. That's the first thing. The second thing too, is I'm just really encouraging parents and anyone to just be careful about comparison. I, I was joking about this because I was helping my son with one of his lessons and they use this kind of online system <laughs> and, and you know, other students can post pictures and all that. And this one student posts a picture and, you know, she's at a table and it's a beautiful mahogany table and she's got a cookie and a cup of milk and it's spotless <laughs> clean. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a dog sitting, you know, with his, you know, mouth in his paws by the window. And I look at, I look at my table and I'm like, it's sticky. There's tape, there's like papers everywhere. So, and, and, and instantly I'm like, okay, that's it. We got to do a better job here. Because I saw this picture of what it feels like everyone's doing, which is perfection. And it just isn't the case. So, so I bring that up to say that we're all going to be triggered around certain things. And in terms of the trauma, I don't know about the collective trauma, but I know that people's previous trauma is really coming up in all this. Um, in all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of fears people are having about loneliness abandonment mm -hmm. financial fears you name it and a lot of people they know it they're having fears and they're having tough emotions that they know are kind of exaggerated but yeah. it's really hard because it doesn't really matter to our body we're going to this really unique thing and it is scary i think most people you spend enough time watching the news you can get emotional it can feel overwhelming at times so i think there's like that kind of trauma where there's so much negativity and there's so much danger, danger, danger coming at us. And it's good to be informed, but we just have to be aware of the of individually the cumulative effect because then we carry that with us. And if we're all doing that, then we will have this kind of collective trauma together. 
I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I find myself, whether it was something I heard or something that, yeah, I'm reminded of from my past, but I didn't even really notice that, but I'm feeling kind of um, sad or scared. And as a parent with kids watching me and in my house all the time, I do feel this heaviness of like, how do I experience this and also parent them well? You know, how much of this do I let them see or know? And how much am I taking my fear out on them when they didn't pick up their lunch plate or whatever? You know, I hear what you're saying about the emotions of that and then applying it to also the people trying to treat the people we're, we're home with yeah. well. Or even, honestly, I think my goal isn't just to treat them well. I, I think my goal is loftier than that to like, help them through it, you know, parent them through it, give them everything that they could ever need in this season. And it just, it's defeating at yeah. times. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I really applaud that your heart in that, but it is going to be really hard. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit like, it's like, you know, if you look at like, you know, our hierarchy of needs, I mean, th like this is just a different time and this is not going to be a time where we're going to be perfect around parenting and we won't be perfect around teaching. This is much more like we're just trying to get through the best that we can. So I think there's something just around kind of having realistic expectations, yeah. um, you know, for, for this period and, uh, and trying to, to kind of roll with that. You know, something funny, you guys, have you has seen so much on social media about like, this is the chance Home Depot is still open. We can all get our home projects done. <laughs> yes. Katie, I, I are you laughing it. because you like redid your whole closet and... No, I'm laughing because no. I just wanted to like clean one box in one closet and I still haven't done it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Benny, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I've seen that, but it's, it's toward Bernard's, which is a local store here in the Midwest. <laughs> of, like everywhere is empty except for the Menards parking lot, because this is the time to get all of your home improvement projects done. And I feel like that's a very loud message we're receiving from culture, but actually I don't know anyone who's actually doing big projects at home. We're like, yeah, in theory, that sounds like a good idea, but instead I think I'm going to empty my dishwasher for the second time today. What would you say? Is there anything that you could help us understand why that's our response? Like we, I, I, I would think this is a good time to do big projects, but I, I just can't muster it. Yeah, I, there, you know, there's some interesting stuff around the brain that they've been studying. And uh, in periods like this, we are a little we're a little more kind of triggered into fear. That's just a fact because there's so yeah. much going on around us. And what we know is when you're in that kind of little bit of a fight or flight type of stage, you don't really have the same, you can't marshal the same resources for some of the higher functioning things that we need around, say, goal setting and planning. So this actually is a very, it seems like I got so much time. What a great time to do right. that. But, but there's a part of our brain, our nervous system. We're not real for most of us, we're not optimally primed for that right now. We're much more in kind of a primitive fight or flight type of thing yeah. to try to do our best to get through. Now, maybe if we acclimate this and if we can do certain things, we can maybe try to be better at it. But you're right. That's, I, I, I'm, the same thing's happening to me. I'm like, this is a great time to, think about the year, but I find myself just diverting to like, what's just the next task I can get done. And almost yeah. too, it's like, it feels good to be honest, 
to finish some things mm-hmm. and to give, have some control over things when there's so much out there that we have no control over. That's so true. I think I feel like I can control whether the dishes are clean or empty in my dishwasher. Like that's something I can actually control. And so I think there's part of me that enjoys that. Katie, I know you were doing some writing about how to stay emotionally healthy during this, like I said, unexpected and complex stay-at-home season. Can you share with us some of um, what you've found to be helpful? I think one of the things that I've been exploring a lot, kind of to Eric's point, just around fear, is just this idea of what is it like to welcome your feelings which is really something mm-hmm. we should do all the time. But I think especially in this season where so many of our emotions are different throughout the day, we were joking about that earlier. Like yeah, in the morning you feel excited and hopeful. And then an hour later you're like, how am I going to make it through the rest of this day? I think it's just important to really normalize that for yourself. And one of the things that, we've talked about before is just this idea of what does it look like to name and grieve some of the losses that we're experiencing as a result of this. So there's some good things that we can celebrate like family time and some rest and, and those sorts of things. But there's also like losses too. You know, one of my friends was getting married in April. And so there's a loss (laughs) there of like what that looks like. You know, there are, I know, Casey, your daughter was in a play and they worked super hard and we're in like the final stretch and we're only able to do like one or two performances. We were supposed to go to Florida for spring break and yeah. Oh, so many spring breaks canceled. And it's it's small in comparison to what other people might be losing, but it was something we were looking forward to and something we were banking on happening and we were sad. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's easy to kind of go to that place that you you just briefly went of like, I know, I know. it's not that big compared to other people, yep. but it's it's just really important to just name that there is a loss. Like you had this vacation that you were really excited for, warm weather, which is a really big deal for us living in the North. Yep. And we lost that. So I, I think to just welcome and normalize and allow ourselves to experience the emotions that we're feeling is is totally okay. I know my small group and I, we have like a Marco Polo going and I feel like every day one of us takes turns being the crier for that day. Like we just, <laughs> there's just like a lot of emotion happening right now and, and that's okay. And so to just accept and like feel those feelings is really good. And I like you saying, welcome them. Like you could even kind of say that to yourself. Like, I think sometimes when we feel frustrated or scared, we want to like shoo those feelings away, but to almost in our heart, just go like, no fear, you're welcome. I'm going to acknowledge it and name it and say like, I am afraid and there's reasons to be afraid or I am sad about my loss. And there's good reason for that. And I like you saying welcome your feelings yeah no I've been doing like holy yoga lately and my yoga instructor always says like notice what you're feeling but don't judge or don't shame yourself and it sounds so easy (laughs) in theory but to do that is it's a gift to yourself but is it's no small task so 
I think that's just my invitation for people is to, to notice and welcome their feelings, not to judge themselves or shame themselves for feeling whatever they're feeling, whether it's good or bad. Um, and just to allow yourself to be in that moment. And, and for parents, I think that's really important to help do for your kids too. If they're having a hard time, like one of my friends posted a video of her son who was just like, I don't want to be home. I want to leave. And she's like, (laughs) I know, me too, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think if we can really just do that for our kids, like this is like, this is just kind of not normal times. And so to expect our kids to have normal feelings during this time like it's, it's just not fair and it's not a realistic expectation. It's just like it's not a realistic expectation for ourselves either. Yeah, I've been noticing in my house that we like take turns having a bad day. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, hey, today, today is your turn. You know, like it's okay. There's a lot of reasons to be scared or discouraged or not have a lot of hope or whatever, you know, whatever it is that's bringing us down in that day. Um, I'm thankful that we're at least taking turns. Maybe all four of us are going to have a bad day at the same time. <laughs> that's when I'll want to go sit in the minivan in my garage, but <laughs> which is okay. I, I did that once. I'm not going to lie. I did. <laughs> Katie, that's super helpful. I love welcoming our feelings in a non-judgmental way. Like when they come up, just saying, ah, not judging if it's a good feeling or a bad feeling, but saying like, that's what's here right now. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have maybe another thing that you have learned while you've been writing about how to stay emotionally healthy? Yeah. I mean, I think the other big point when we're talking about this season of being isolated from one another is just to, to do the best you can to stay connected. Um, not only with those who are inside your home, but then also those who are outside of your home, especially, you know, as we're thinking about different um, populations, like whether that's the elderly or people who are at higher risk or people who live alone, those are all people that I think, especially if we're not in that position, it's important for us to be intentional about connecting with them. But even for those of us who have people in our house, I think there's something really important about connecting with people outside of just our inner circle in this season. Um, Whether that's saying hi to someone on a walk, I feel like I'm more extroverted than I've ever been on walks. I'm like, there's a person. So, but I think that that, I mean, you don't know what that like little hello to someone on your walk or on your family outing together is going to mean to someone, especially again, just for people who are living on their own. Yeah. 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 No, that's so good, Katie. Cause you know, I was thinking about like every, every other day I'm having a video call with my niece who lives in Florida right now. And, um, mm-hmm. or another family member, just like normally those would be phone calls. But it's like, no, I want to see your face. I want to stay connected yeah. with you. I want, how's your day? You, you were watching Peppa Pig or, you know, just talking <laughs> about that or even thinking about, you know, some of my, my single friends who are at home by themselves, uh, who are connecting through social media, having Instagram live or Facebook live sessions, connecting with other folks or doing FaceTimes with, with the fam. Like it, it's just, 
it's so important. And I'm noticing how even some of my single friends are so intentional about doing that to maintain their emotional health. That's so good. It's a great point too, Benny. I love thinking through different people and how to connect with them and who might, who might need to check in from us more than others. And as we're recording this and having this conversation, we're still pretty much at the beginning of this. This could last for a really long time and that, and those needs might change, but to really keep thinking about our, our friends and our loved ones and what this might be feeling like for them and reaching out. I'm so, you guys, I've learned so much about technology and how to connect in new and different ways in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I've never felt so thankful. Like an extrovert, relationally connected person like me needs, like you said, Benny, oh my gosh, I need to see your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's scheduling that video call or that FaceTime yeah. call instead of a phone call or text. No, let's hop online. Let me see your face. Let me see yeah. some facial expressions. It's Makes so needed in this time. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that this might be some, oh, in some ways, a pivot for how we connect in the digital age that we're in of like, I hope this becomes a new normal in some ways, like instead of just the phone call, like maybe this is an opportunity for us to get in the habit of a video call and seeing people. Because the reality is like, there is something, obviously, if you're in person, there's a connection there that is different than on video. But seeing people I think has a profound impact on us and I think it's a better way of connecting than just over text or just over a phone call so I don't have any scientists to back that up but I feel like (laughs) that's like an important an important thing that I'm hopeful that this season there could be some good that comes out of it in that way we're yeah. learning that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's all of these different challenges going around for people who are like at home, you know, just creating all kind of crazy challenges. One friend challenged me to a video call a day. So who make a mm-hmm. list of people that you haven't spoken to or you normally text with and actually instead of texting them or, mm-hmm. or you haven't spoken to them, uh, video call them, FaceTime, whatever it might be, Google Hangouts, whatever platform you might want to use, but a different person every single day to stay connected. And so I accepted the challenge. And now I'm talking to, to uh, high school students that I haven't talked to for six years. Like, hey, yes. what's going on with you? <laughs> uh, they're probably I, not in high school anymore, Benny. They're definitely <laughs> not. They're, they're making me feel really old because I'm like, how old are you? You were just a little kid and now yeah. you're all grown up, got a big person's job and but yeah it, it's been so good of just connecting with with someone and making sure I have some sort of face-to-face connection if possible so maybe that's a challenge for someone who's listening of hey here's maybe an opportunity to actually get connected with someone outside of your home and use the technology that we have Casey you mentioned it the technology uh, it's crazy in their face yeah I love it That's a great challenge, Benny. I love that so much. And seriously, this conversation has been helpful for me, you guys, to to notice things and to think through why am I relating the way that I am relating? Because like we said, everything's changed so much. It's hard to even take a breath and take a time to notice how things are, are different and how they're affecting my heart and my brain. And so thanks so much for for joining this conversation and helping us all feel a little less alone in the way that we're experiencing this and inviting us to give ourselves grace. So thanks so much, you guys. Well, here on the Relate Podcast, you know, we like to leave you with some discussion questions. 
We invite you to reflect on these and remember to welcome whatever feelings come up for you. Don't judge those feelings as you consider some of the content from this conversation. Give yourself some space to consider and feel. And then take the challenge from this conversation and video conference with a friend who has also listened to the podcast and talk through some of the questions and what you've learned about yourself. Share about your experience and connect with theirs. We need each other in this season more than ever. So I'll give you a few questions and a little bit of space to consider each one. Question one, have you been feeling pressure to perform or achieve while you've been staying at home? How has your energy level been during these days? When you don't get to your desired to-do list, what does your self-talk sound like? Can you begin to give yourself grace in this area as you realize how very much has changed in such a short amount of time? Question two, what have been some things that you personally have lost in this season? List them out. What does looking at this list tell you? How do you do at welcoming all of your feelings, even grief, disappointment, or frustration? Question three, how have you been staying connected to those you love that aren't in your home? What about the ones that are in your home? What's one step you can take today to connect with someone that will help you feel more like you? Friends, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Relate Podcast, and we hope that you join us for the next episode as we continue to talk through some really practical tips and tools on how to stay healthy emotionally in this new season. 